super show. been too long. Little flourish there at the end. It's been a while. It's been a while. As I've found out from the various different Pandora stations I listen to, there's quite a ambiguous definition of rock nowadays. As I've been getting a lot of like, I type in like classic rock playlist or something like that. Somehow a little, like, stained or puddle of mud. They'll find a way to squeeze their way in there. It's weird. It must be, like, a young version. I I would guess that just the definition of classic rock continues to, like, grow larger as time goes on. So the people who are deciding those things have a different interpretation of what classic is or whatever. Yeah, I mean, technically, Puddle of Mud's hit song is 20 years old, but we can just (laughs) let that die, right? I mean, Blurry had its place. I just, if I wanted Blurry, I'd put a playlist in that definitely seemed like it'd be like, garbage rock songs, and boom, Blurry's in there. I'm keeping that up, like... I mean, I don't think there's, like, a a judicer of watching over what the playlists get updated with. But please don't judge rock on on the least of us. Yeah, uh, it's been a real mixture on going through playlists. I, I tend to find... Unless there's, like, one that I found that was, like, a cardio playlist I'm subscribed to that's got a decent mixture of, of stuff on there. But if I just go with, like, one of the generic, like, rock-labeled ones, like, there'll be one, like, gaming rock or something like that. Because I usually listen to it on my PS4. Mm-hmm. So it'll be, like, gaming rock. And then it's, like, it'll be, like, mm, all right, so here's a Foo Fighters song off the bat. I'm, like, all right, you got me in here. And then, like, yeah. Imagine Dragons. Like, ah, not really rock, but all right, times are changing. Let's go. Sticking around. Then it's like, oh, uh, here's a, a David Guetta song. Like, this is, there's no guitar in this at all, but okay. And then it just goes down from there. It's usually, like, a weird mixture of, like, bands that are somewhat popular now. And then just garbage, like, new metal or quasi-new metal bands from the, like, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a bit it's it, it's a real uh, hodgepodge, a real melting pot of, of yeah. rock bands. Although a lot of them we we'd send back if it's would, you, would you say it's realistic that rock could come back in maybe even a decade or two decades from now? I mean, it's possible. Music tends to change with the times. Um, I'm sure there'll be some point in time when like the notion of like electric guitars and things like that become more in. It's just that's not the style that's like big amongst popular. The popular crowd right now. So. I was a kid at like maybe five, so uh, let's say 1987. Everyone was calling the people that are like, yeah, let's keep going with disco. And disco, as far as we knew, was completely dead and you were a complete embarrassment for even believing in disco. But if, if you believe in what disco was, which was basically just electronic music kind of starting up, disco's back. And there's a, well, there's also been revivals for it. A lot of artists, like that's what Bruno Mars is almost entirely known for nowadays. Is almost every song he puts out is some kind of homage to like a Motown, or, yeah. yeah, like Motown. But like he had the song Treasure, which was like uh, I forget what the name of the band you'd call for that is, but that was like like Earthland of Fire thing. Yeah, you, you have you know, know the song I'm talking about, like Treasure. Yeah, yeah. It was like an Earthland of Fire yeah. kind of thing. So like. There are artists who could be popular that can, like, bring that stuff in. I don't know if, like, new disco bands or, you know, in that case would be like, well, it's just, we'll rise to the top on that. I think those will always kind of be, like, um, alt kind of things mm-hmm. where they can have their place, but it may not be at the top of the pop charts. It's mostly just going to be, I think, like, popular acts 
who bring those influences in. Okay. Unless, I guess, enough of them come in, enough of, like, the cultural zeitgeist kind of changes for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm fine with the way it is. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not crying every day. There's, most of the rock bands I like are still doing music, so it's not, like, a huge issue. It's another thing, I kind of defer to Conan O'Brien, he's like, you know what, when everything, when they said rock was done, I'm not going to be the guy that's, like, shaking his fist at the Beatles, like, bah, what do you know? You know, it, it'll come in cycles. I don't, yeah, I, I'm a huge heavy metal fan. Heavy metal come back? Probably not going to happen. But rock in some form will come back. You know, I think eventually people kind of will get tired of, you know, it's all electronic. Like, basically, one guy could do the entire set the night before and just ride it, as far as musically. There's a mixture, because you don't, it's not just, like, the, uh, the electronic stuff. Because there's still a lot of, like, hip-hop that's big in the charts still. You still get a lot of that kind of music going on. Like, you were down here that one time. I turned on, like, the Top 40 playlist or yeah. something like that on here, and it was all just, like, rap songs by artists I had never heard of before, and it's like... But it's the same thing, everything, the background's a keyboard. Yeah, well, I mean, it's... Yeah, yeah I, I, I can see that. So, I can see that in a certain area, but... Um, it's easier to make, it's cheaper to make, you don't need a bunch of fucking musical accomplices, like... You can kind of just find those hooks online and instrumentals. and Yeah, I think a part of it will just kind of come down to, because I've heard a lot of people saying like you, music kind of represents the times. So a lot of music today is pretty dreary sounding. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of get that with the very distinct escapism of just like electronic music, which has no lyrics. It just gives you like a high paced sound to kind of lose yourself into and things like that. So maybe when it's, you know, the general attitude of the world lifts up, we'll have more time for rock music to pop back in or something like that. That's my idea, at least. Or it could be dead. Like, every day I have to kind of think that. Like, it could rock could be done. Every day you just wake up and look at a Metallica t-shirt just like, so young! It could be done. It could be done, at least mainstream, by any means. Like, you know, obviously there will always be, like, some underground thing. But eventually it's going to be, like, the guy that is still listening to, like, New Green Day. Like, who gives a shit what you think? I mean, I guess it just depends on what you're looking for. Like, again, I, uh, Foo Fighters still come out with new new songs. I like those songs. So I, it's like, to me, I'm just like, hey, rock may not be... They may not, like, top on the... Or uh, hit a, uh, a single on the top 40, but they're still putting out music that I like. I don't really care if my music's liked by the general, like, huge overall populace, as long as the artists I like are still making music, or at least new acts come in that make music. But I like to see some representation there. Yeah, but I guess that's... Because you, you downloaded whatever that the Spotify Top 40 is. How how many songs are there that involve a guitar? There's very little. Like, it's it's literally to the point where you'd have to consider Imagine Dragons to be the hardest day. Kind of, like, rock music would be on the Top 40 now. Mm. And that's, you know, that's not really rock in my mind, but... As someone that looks for new music, do you just say, hey, I'm going to kind of just duck out of rock and just listen to whatever's on? No, because there's also a lot of things you can just, like, find from other people and things like that. Like, I found a couple, like, um, like Swedish or Norwegian kind of metal bands every so often that I'll be like, oh, this music's actually pretty good. It's existed for 30 years, but I never knew about it, and I can definitely, like, find good running music in this or find something that I'd listen to while I'm doing, like, in the background while I'm doing other stuff or things mm-hmm. like that. But I also do try to listen to the top 40 every now and then just to get some kind of like, idea on what's popular right now. And every so often I'll find a song I like in it. It just, it hasn't been as frequently within the past, like, two years or so, I'd say. 
Like, if you had to sit there and wait for, like, you know, whatever. Let's say Christian from Edge and Christian commits suicide, and you have to wait for, like, the the wrestling montage, would you recognize the song that was on there? Uh, I feel like it wouldn't be that hard to. Like, anything that's, like, WWE rock all kind of sound the same mm-hmm. to me after a while. It's probably how Sean, see, like, listens to anything with a guitar in it. Like, yeah. It's just, like, eventually it all kind of blends together a little bit. Yeah, at least some white guy taking control of the audience. We know what Sean likes. Yeah. Some guy up there. Yeah, some white guy. Quieting down the Negroes. <laughs> with, with the mic spitting fire, as the white people do. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of, like, the last... Because I don't watch much wrestling anymore, but every so often I'll see something that lists, like, a, like a promo thing or something like that that'll have some music in it. And I don't recognize them, but, I mean, if you did the same thing in reverse, if you put me in now and had me watch, like, old videos from back then, I'd be like, I have no idea who Rev Theory is or something like that. Oh, if you didn't know, like, Johnny Cash Hurt. Well, no, that's different. Like, that's taking a huge, like, pop, like, a pop star with, like, a, like, what, 50-year music career uh, history? And 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 covering another pop song. Yeah. So, like, that's a little bit different, but, like, Rev Theory was a band that did uh, a couple different pay-per-view songs for them, and I listened to them at the time, and I downloaded a couple of their songs since then, because they have some, like, okay songs here and there, but at the time, I didn't know who Rev Theory was before yeah. Hell Yeah was the theme to, you know, Clash in a Cage or whatever bullshit WWE pay-per-view was going on, Aftermath or whatever yeah. generic battle term they used. It's got to be a big part of their market now, or, like, those pay-per-view kind of songs. Yeah, I'd imagine that is probably... Because who else is paying for new rock? That's probably, like, if you're... Like, unless you're Mumford and Sons and, like, really pushing your way through it, and they're you, they're barely rock. Barely rock. Oh, I wouldn't even consider them rock. They're... I Folk mean, rock. It's all to a very heavy degree. You know, at this point, they're... anything that has two guitars, you have to kind of call rock, because there's nothing else to compare it to. They're like, does it count as uh, guitars when they're really just fiddles? So like, whatever. Close enough. Whatever. A string instrument. It's got some variety. strings and that Negro can't figure it out, so <laughs> fine. I'm just imagining the concept of like a WWE WrestleMania build happening with like a Mumford and Song song in the background. Like, I will wait, I will wait for you. Just like a bunch of like collages of body slams in the background. I know, as they're, like, trying to squeeze it into, like, that, uh, Shepard, like, say Geronimo, as I'm just, like, daydreaming in, like, a complete heroin addiction, like, picturing the, the fucking Battle of the Bastards from, <laughs> say Geronimo, when you work really hard, and then whatever, the Knights of the Veil end up showing up and bailing your ass yeah. out. <laughs> Little finger can come to really get you out of that one. Yeah, uh... I don't know. I'll have to check that out. Speaking of wrestling, by the way, uh, I've been watching Glow, which finally came out. Okay. Uh, about four episodes in. It's decent. Um, I never, I only seen like bits and snippets of, uh, Orange is the New Black. And from what I've seen of that compared to this, this is certainly a little bit more entertaining. Um, part of it helps that Mark Marin's in it. And it's like a distinctly, like, I don't know if they wrote this part being like, oh, 100% it's going to be Mark Marin doing this part. Yeah, because it's it's him one hundred percent of the way. It's not like him acting and being like, "Wow, this is really outside his range." It's all of his neuroticisms, all of his kind of weird yeah. points to him. I mean, a lot of it might just be improv on his part, but he helps add to it. Yeah. Uh, and one thing that was pretty nice, there was uh, shockingly more Allison Brie uh, 
toplessness. And I was really? Expecting. Which is to say... I don't think she's ever been topless in anything. I expected none. And the first episode has, I think, at least two different scenes of her topless in it. She's really hot, and I think she's only, like, a few months younger than me, so I'm like, good for you, girl. <laughs> that she has a topless scene, or that she was holding... Or that <laughs> anyone wants to see her topless oh, okay. on screen. <laughs> no, I mean, it was like, I really went into it not expecting it at all, and then, like, the first... It's like that scene at Jessica Jones, when it's just like, wow, there's, like, three different sex scenes in this first episode. And it's like, yeah, there's, like, two yeah. different Allison Brie sex scenes in the first episode. That's good. I like her, because she plays such a priss in Mad Men, mm-hmm. so it's kind of fun to see her in, like, the Lego movies and these kind of other characters where she... I, yeah, I like her a lot in this, uh... Show, too. Hang tough or hang hard, rock hard, whatever the fuck. The penis one with uh, Kevin Hart and Will Ferrell. Yeah, get hard? Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. She was from Community, right? Like, that was where she got big. I never saw Community. Okay. She was in, uh, she's been in Mad Men since, like, I think the third season, at least. If okay. not the second. But yeah, I mean, I, I like her in the role. She's she's decent in it. Um, couple cameos from, like, ex-WWE guys. No one in the WWE, though, I've seen thus far. It's really? all be independent guys. I'm assuming that WWE isn't really, like, too crazy on, like, pimping it or anything like that. Well, I assume it's going to show a very, like, unflattering side. Like, you know, I've had a, always had a full-time job, and I do stand-up comedy on the side, and I've always kind of seen, like, that underbelly. Like, it's not a lot of fun to, like, hang out there. I can imagine women's wrestling is ten times worse. Because then it's that on top of dudes trying to fuck you as well. <laughs> Uh, thus far, it's been pretty, like, admirable to the sport of wrestling. Like, it's definitely had, like, the... It's presented definitely through the eyes of, like, the few women who are in there who are fans, or, like, the people who just find it something passionate. Um, If you told me you were putting in on, like, a women's wrestling league, what are the odds do you think that I'd have you committed? That I'm putting in on? You're... Devoting your time, and you just say your money. You don't give me, like, specifics. So I'm just saying, like, oh, I'm spending some... I'm I'm investing in this women's wrestling league. Yeah. Local women's wrestling league. I mean, I wouldn't have to say you'd have me committed immediately, but definitely be like, is this, like, a smart financial move you're making, or just a passion? You're not giving me any of those kind of answers. <laughs> you're like, this is just something you believe in. I feel like seeing these women prosper. Uh, you know... Ten years ago, I'd have said, or like even five years ago, I'd have been like, nah, that's definitely something weird. I think with the way women's wrestling is starting to get treated now, it mm-hmm. might be a little different. Because it is actually something where they're starting to give women's wrestling a lot more like serious treatment. I think within the past year, they've had like the first ever women's like Hell in a Cell and mm-hmm. women's Money in the Bank match. So like they're trying to like move away from the errors where it was just like a bunch of fitness models who did bra and panties matches or whatever. Um, they do note, though, within the show that a large part of why this league exists. It's pretty much entirely why it exists. Yeah. Is the idea of, like, good-looking women who are going to be, like, catfighting. Well, it's like, 70s, really pre-internet. Uh, pre, pre-internet and probably, like, right around the time that people used to jerk off in movie theaters. Which is the craziest thing you can even think of, right? Like, going to a movie theater, paying an admission, and jerking off. It's one of the few things I suppose I can, like, really, like, connect to with the millennial generation is, like, yeah, I guess I don't really remember a time when, like, it wasn't at least possible to go on the internet and get porn. Even when I was, like, that young that was, like, starting to be, like, the inkling of looking for it, I think I could still, like, the internet was enough then that you could, like, I had the notion you could find it. Because, like, I remember hearing stories of people who'd be, like, uh, forced porn, where you just, you'd go out in the woods and you'd find, like, a box of porn that someone maybe had to throw away or something like that. 
Like that notion to me. Kids is, are like stalling. Yeah, that that notion to me is a little bit insane. Where I'm just I'm not insane, but it's like I had no connection to that. There certainly wasn't a need to go out into the woods for porn at that point. I think I was seven when Pee Wee Herman got busted jerking off in a movie theater. And that, like, to a seven-year-old explaining any of that sounds ridiculous. Like, he was doing what? I wouldn't have explained it to a seven-year-old. I'd just been like, he did something bad, and he's not going to be on television for a while. Yeah, my mom <laughs> Mom explained exactly Mom's like, like that. hold on, his dick's coming out. Yeah, like the show that already was, like, kind of a pornographic show in its original form, and somehow got sold off as, like, a network television show. Pee-wee's Playhouse? Yeah. That, was it that pornographic? Was there a female? Yeah, it used to be a stage show. It used to, yeah, Miss Yvonne was, like, always this chick with, like, her tits just poking out of the top of a dress. By the time the TV show came on, she was older. But it it was always just this, like, very kind of adult-themed kind of show. And they, But it, it was adult content, not adult language. So they always, like, technically, we can make this work. There's no cursing. Yeah, that's surprising how much stuff kind of got away with back in the day. There was like, I think you could probably look it up online. There's several lists of just like different scenes from the Animaniacs where the people are just like, I don't know how this joke got past the censor, but they were just clever enough to like word it in a way that it felt like it was just innocuous kids. The sandwich it between like two Humphrey Bogart jokes. <laughs> Who is this for? I don't, I guess it was probably for them at the time, and now it's kind it of. It was for Steven Spielberg, I think, because he was putting a lot of money into it. <laughs> yeah. But it was definitely, like, one of those things I look back now and, like, you can watch episodes and just be like, wow, that's a lot of, like, filthy humor under yeah. here. Yeah. Oh, like the nurse that. always in, like, some miniskirt kind of thing. It was also, like, the one that I always see pulled out is, um, at one point, they're looking for clues and, uh, Dot's like, I found Prince. And he's like, no, we're looking for fingerprints. And she's like, mm, maybe later or something like that. Like, he, like, Yakko's line is just like, no, fingerprints. And she's like, mm, no. And you're like, ew, that's kind of weird. What prince did she find then? Like, Prince the Musician. But the, oh. joke, but the joke being that he says, no, finger prince is what we were looking for, and she takes it as the sexual notion and throws him away. And you're like, it's kind of weird that that joke got through a kid's show. But yeah. I guess it's just vague enough that the censors were just like, nah, wacky kids will be kids humor. Who cares? Well, yeah, and you're, you're Fox, and it's fucking, you know, Steven Spielberg, like, producing a cartoon show for you. Same with Looney Tunes. There's a lot of very, like, a, adult humor during that. Yeah. And it got to make it through. I mean, there, it, there's nothing that goes on like that today. No, there's, uh, well, you know what? I can't say that's for true or not, because I, I don't watch enough, like, kids shows today or anything like that. I think the last one I watched was, like, Gravity Falls, which was actually, like, an entertaining show. Like, from what I've gathered, there are still, like, smart writers out there. I guess people who are probably, like, our generation who've gotten to animation now Mm -hmm. have kind of brought in some, like, clever TV shows and things like that. So maybe they are able to sneak them in a little bit more. I don't know. I don't watch much of any of it, but it's definitely, I imagine, a lot harder to kind of get that stuff through, but they might still find a way. As long as, like, a show like Ren Stimpy, I think we talked about this before, but, like, a show like Ren Stimpy will never come around again, but... No, it's one of those shows you immediately watch, like, this should have never happened in the first place, honestly. Yeah, it's it's one of those ones where I'm just like, I feel like if I was an adult and I saw my kid watching this, I don't care if it is, like, it's sandwiched between a couple episodes of Rugrats yeah. or Hey, and hey Arnold, I'm still like, we're turning it off for this. Just anything else. This, yeah, like, I'm this? just... 
like kicking my kids into like a haunted house. I'm like, you've had it too good for too long. Prepare to be disturbed. <laughs> yeah, good old daddy. Uh, speaking of which, actually, this has no connection to it whatsoever. But uh, finally, I've started up school now. I'm a student once more. Boom. Boom. The first podcast I think since then since I've been an actual student now. Oh, how really? Yeah, I think so. The last one we did was your birthday. Which it's like June fifteenth or something. I guess may have been like right after. No, actually, no. I started on the nineteenth. I think that can't be right. Nonetheless, uh, congratulations. We all throw it out. Yeah, it's it's going well thus far. The I've I'm taking two classes. Technically. I assume we throw this because there's probably not going to be as many of these coming out. <laughs> yeah, well, that's yeah. In case people are wondering why, like the new episodes have been coming out a lot more sporadically, uh, that's just a byproduct of something I'll kind of get into in uh, in a moment here. But uh, yeah, part of it is now that I have school in the mornings, and then I'll usually have to get work sometime in the evenings. It's a little bit harder for us to sync up uh, recording time, but. I'm taking three classes this semester. One hasn't started yet. One's like a, essentially like a six-week uh, Tai Chi course, mm-hmm. which I'm going to be taking. Uh, one's the basic algebra I have to take, which has been... Like, it was immediately kind of what I knew as soon as I got to learn the rules again of algebra. I was like, yeah, okay, I remember this all. It's, it's not enough penis, but all right, I can yeah, figure it out. I can, yeah, I can make it make do. But the other one I'm in is an English comp class, and that's where all this kind of like goes in, is it's a very demanding class. Uh, our instructor is very clear with us. She's, she's a very good teacher. Uh, she's, she's made it clear. She's like, there's going to be a lot of demand on you, but the reason we're doing it is because you're going to, like, if yeah. you do everything, you're going to learn this. You're going to get better writer, become yeah. better writers because of this. So, like, the first day we're in class, it's like, all right, here are three assignments that are due tomorrow. Like, writing assignments. And it's, it's brutal kind of workload, but, you know, I am seeing the process through it. Uh, but the entire sort of, uh, article we've been writing or essay we've been building up to is something I think I owe you an apology for because this entire piece we're building is how we all, uh, and the experiences that kind of, we've all individually gone through define us as members of the millennial generation, which when I initially heard that kind of assessment, I was like, all right, well, so I'm going to have to be the one guy who's like, well, Mikey's the Yoda of the millennials. So, (laughs) Well, I, I was going to say, like, I'm going to have to be the guy who comes in, like, hey, guys, I'm almost 30. I'm not really a millennial. But, like, she's really kind of stressed. Like, no, you're in this range. You're absolutely a millennial. She And she noted a couple times. She's like, it's like 1980 on. You're a millennial at that yeah. point. And it's like, mm, I don't feel like I am one. I'm, I'm starting to see I it was a little two bit. when that started. Yeah. yeah. But I guess one of her things is just, like, the notion of, like, did you, like, grow up with toys that had, like, any kind of batteries or electronics in them? And she's like, that's a huge, stark difference between, like, what people in Gen X were. I mean, technically, you really should be able to say, did you ever grow up during the Cold War? Like, do you remember the Cold War at all? And you don't. You were, the year you were born, the... The wall I came, mean, the Berlin Wall came down. I've seen shows that reference what it was like to grow up in the, the Cold that War. That was 40 but, yeah. years of people's lives. Yeah. So... It's still that thing, though. It's hard for me to connect completely with the idea that I'm millennial because it's just like, it's the big thing is like, I, I had so much trouble relating to a generation that's like half of us remember and the other half were born after 9-11 where it's just like, I can distinctly remember where I was at, what was happening, everything when it happened. And now there are people who are born who are like, I did that before I was born. It's just like, yeah. good Lord. But I guess... I don't know anything but 
showing up to the airport two and a half hours before I'm taking off. At yeah. least. Yeah. Or anything of just... They used to be used to be able to show up to the airport, and even for, like, an international flight, just an hour before, you'd be fine. Yeah. Those I, days are gone. Yeah. It's definitely a different sort of thing in there. Just, like, the culture of everything in, in America in general shifted after that point. Yeah. You definitely sense a lot more of, like, after that point was when things started to get a lot more dire and serious. Mm-hmm. That's when, like, in my mind, like, that's when it really switched from, like, all right, Russians are bad guys to, like, all right, now it's terrorists who are the bad guys or something Mm -hmm. like that. I don't remember the term terrorist being thrown out until after 9-11. Like, that's become, like, such a buzzword now, whereas, like, when I was younger, I don't think I ever really remember hearing it. Yeah, it was all about, uh, you know, just being against communism. I mean, when you think about, like, the Afghan war, you know, us and Osama bin Laden were on the same side fighting against the Russians for so much of that time. It was just once one enemy was... I mean, that's all it is. Once one enemy's fucking gotten rid of, there's just another one. Yeah, the Russians and U.S. were teaming together to stop the Nazis, and then once that ended, it moved into another shade. So, it is what it is, but... um, Anyways, yeah, so a big part of the reason I haven't been able to get podcasts out as quickly, too, is because I've had to spend a lot of my time focusing on writing papers and studying things like that. But it's going well. I'm uh, I'm pretty excited for where it's going. Because mm-hmm. for the most part, your entire adult life's been post-9-11, so. Yeah, I mean, I was seventh grade when it happened, so. It's a pretty crazy time. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I kind of barely remember that, and I, I I just barely remember, like, the Cold War ending, and then it's like, hey, we're not involved in any war. Uh, I have And you've only known a lifetime of war, almost. Yeah, I I vaguely know of, like, oh, hey, there was, like, the Gulf War, like, being aware of it, but not, like, having much of a, like, uh, connection to it or anything like that. Like, it didn't dominate my life the same way, like, I think... Growing up today. Well, I guess maybe if you grew up today, you might not be as aware of it. Just because, like, it'd be different from, like, right after 9-11 when every day you'd hear about the Iraq, excuse me, the Iraq War or something like that. I don't know. If, like, when you grow up now, if you'd immediately, because, like, the war isn't generally the top news story or whatever you'd hear about. No, I was, I was kicked out of the Navy in, uh, early, uh, like, mid-2000 for sleepwalking. And at the time, it was still Clinton was president. It was pre-9-11. There wasn't a war. There was no war. So they, they're like, hey, you sleepwalk. Why bother? Nowadays, it'd be like, I'd have to start, like, blowing fucking sailor after sailor to try and get out if I wanted to. Yeah. Uh, well, you might have to do a little bit more than that. Like, they repealed that. Well, you know. Unless you were, like, aggressive. I'm down for whatever. Unless you were aggressively <laughs> blowing them. Like, give me that dick. Oh! <laughs> Um, they finally just had to throw me off the boat. I was just blowing so many dudes as they walked by. They're like, Larius, you gotta keep some guys, like, I'm the president of India. You're like, not in my mouth, they're not. Give me that dick. (laughs) I don't care. Give me this. No, 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 no. So, I think I may have finally found the first piece of, like, Marvel content that I'm like, well, this is just gonna be awful. Because I was at least excited when Iron Fist came out. Uh-huh. The trailer, I mean, seemed to not give a whole lot away, but I was at least like, eh, it seems like it'd be pretty decent. Uh, they've recently put out a trailer for the Inhumans, and I've I watched it once now and seen, like, pictures and stuff leading up to, up to it. And That's going to be the just, TV show one, right? 
it's got a weird way it's coming out. They're putting, like, they're stitching, like, the first four episodes together because it's shot in IMAX cameras, and they're going to be playing that in IMAX movie theaters as, like, a movie. Okay. In, like, a very limited release. Right in and time then, for Comic-Con? Um, I, I feel like it's, like, end of the year or end of the summer or something like that. And then all the episodes, like, they'll split those four episodes up into, like, regular episode chunks and then air it. It's like a regular series on on uh, ABC. Okay. So I think it's like eight episodes or something like that. But uh, it looks her- like just horrendous to me. I haven't seen any of it. All right. So we'll pause here for a quick moment and uh, watch this trailer. And I'll be back in just a moment. All right. Now we're back. Fuck yeah, man. Fuck yeah. It's I I know I assume it's it's just a, like a straight up uh, Marvel. It's got nothing to do with, like, the actual X-Men, I'd imagine. No, it's not connected with the X-Men. But it's that storyline, like, these people that, like, are, are essentially, like, gods. And they still have to be treated like they're they're less than... I mean, that's that's the X-Men. That's all of it. Like, you know, these people just trying to deal with civil rights, even though knowing that, like, technically I'm better than you. And if I need to, I can destroy everybody. It's it's just kind of a, a great like internal story of two character of a character. Yeah, but that's not what the Inhumans are though. Like, I mean a, that that looked like an X Men team. There's a con- there's like a connection to it, but it, they're not fight like they're not fighting for civil rights because they live on a like an like another planet. But it's getting mixed into our planet. So you were you were all on board with that. You know what I didn't like a lot of it? it the trailer kind of looked kind of weird, but that X-Men story, that, the storyline, the, like, homo sapiens versus homo superiors, fuck yeah. Give it to me. Because you've done it well. I mean, like, well, I can't give them credit for Logan, right? That's yeah. a whole different... Yeah, it's Fox. Yeah, I mean, like, the ball could be dropped several times during this. It looks like it's got a, a huge potential to suck. I'll admit that. <laughs> It's, like, the thing is, like, I, I I can like X-Men. Like, I get the whole point of liking X-Men. Part of the reason to it, too, also, is just the characters are more interesting. I don't know shit about any of the Inhumans, really. Like, every one I've kind of seen always just sound kind of, like, boring or generic. I've never heard about too much complexity amongst the Inhumans, except for Black Bolt himself. And that's something that can really only be portrayed, I think, in a comic format, where it's, like, you can at least hear his, like, see his thoughts. Because a big mm-hmm. part of it's, like... How he has that much power in his voice, so he has to learn a really strong amount of control mm-hmm. in everything he does, basically. But you can't you can't really do that unless you're gonna have like voiced over like thought bubble narrations or something like it's the Wonder Years going on. Like I was really mad at Medusa for what she said, but in time I think I'd understand what she meant. <laughs> like otherwise you're just gonna be seeing this dude staring at him like frumpy mm-hmm. face. Was that a movie or is that a TV show? Uh, it's going to be a TV show, ultimately, because it's going to be eight episodes. Even the movie thing that they're doing is just the first four episodes together. So yeah, I mean, that budget's going to be, like, just fucking neutered to the point where they're not going to spend any money for most of it, I'd assume. Uh, I mean, it depends. This is, it's, it, it's a really weird part in, like, the whole MCU sort of thing, because you remember there was a time there was going to be an Inhumans movie, like, they announced yeah. it. It was part of their lineup, I think, for, like, right after the second Infinity Wars. And then that very quietly was like, eh, we're not going to do that. And supposedly it was like a big fight on the inside. Like the only reason that it was even announced was it was like Ike Perlmutter essentially was like, do this. And then I'll let you have all these other, like a Black Panther movie or something like that. And Kevin Feige's like, all right, fine. 
And then once that got, like, that relationship got severed, he was just like, all right, let's just not do this in humans movie because I'm not really feeling that. But why not get it done because that's the X-Men that you don't have? I guess, but then it's also like maybe just hold out on the idea that they can find some way to connect the two. Because, I mean, they finally got Spider-Man back. I'm glad they didn't try to, like, force someone else to just be that Spider-Man character. I mean, if you woke up tomorrow with Magneto's powers, would you still consider yourself a human, or would you say you're more than that? I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, I get that. So that's what I think is kind of interesting, like, these characters being brought in, like, no, you're better than us, technically. See, the thing Not that, technically, practically, you're better than us. The thing that makes the like mutants interesting to me, though, is that it comes from a place of like unpredictability. Like, I still say Cyclops. I didn't see best. like a Professor Xavier kind of type. I don't know who. No, there's was. there's none for that, and that's like part of it. And you like, need that. Like mutants, what makes that story work is that several mutants like they discover their powers in puberty. Many mm-hmm. don't have control over them, and that some people have powers that are dangerous. Or just make them look like like strange people, like Nightcrawler yeah. and Beast, where you just have an appearance now that looks strange. I don't see that aspect as... I don't think that's supposed to be what part of the Inhumans really are, per se. I mean, you didn't show me a villain. Like, did you show what Ramsey Bolton does? Like, does he have any powers? I don't know if he has... He must have something. He's an inhuman. They all have some kind yeah, of Yeah, I mean, if it's just, it, like, boring being, like, slightly invulnerable... But... It, it could be something where it's just, like, his power is, like, an immense intelligent design or something like that. He just might be like, his, his power might be super smartness or whatever, you know? I mean, you're fitting that guy into a role he's already done in Game of Thrones, which is fucking amazing. Because, like, you've known me how long, and I love nothing more than villains in a show. I love rooting for villains in whatever drama they are. But there's nobody I hate more <laughs> than Ramsey Snow. Fuck it. I'm not even calling him Bolton. No matter what, he's Ramsey Snow. Fuck that guy. Taking the hard stance here. Yeah. No, I get it. And it's, you know, I, I could see where they'd immediately go and make that casting, too. Especially, like, now that he's free and on the open market, it seemed like, like the perfect kind of, like, casting for them. But, I don't know, I was, I was sort of excited for when it was originally a movie, and then hearing, like, the stuff that was going on behind the scenes of, like, eh, we're not so sure, and then moving to the side, and then hearing, like, oh, well, the... Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. so started doing Inhumans. Like, that's what the main chick is in yeah. the show. She's an Inhuman. And being like, so is that going to connect to this at all or not? Because then that's going to feel really weird if it's like, yeah, like, a lot of that story was done on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but fuck it, we're just not going to, like, we don't have time to address that. But the no-brainer is to do, like, a continuous run of, like, an X-Men kind of thing. Like, an X-Men kind of team. Like, just this group that kind of gets to know each other. Just essentially, like, college kids. Like, that would be the no-brainer, because it's already built into them. There's always that, like, the X-Men is, like, a young, new group of team. Mm-hmm. Kind of learning each other's boundaries and what to cross. I mean, it can be very boring, but why not always have that? And I guess this is what they're trying to do. Yeah, but do you notice no one in there is a teenager? They're all grown adults and everything like that. Like I th- it, the way I've heard the Inhumans described generally is it's like it's a it's a more politically kind of driven show. It's essentially their version of like a Game of Thrones thing where there's like political moves made to become the king of the Inhumans and things like that. And there's aspects of that kind of like behind the scenes treachery or things on those nature. Like, I feel like it just supposedly has a different tone than, like, your more traditional kind of, like, superhero, go-fight-crime sort of show. Okay. 
So that's where I'm, I'm. Really that sounds pretty boring. Yeah, <laughs> and that's why I got a guy for the trailer, and plus all the stuff that just doesn't look good in general. Like, yeah. I, I don't. Feels weird to me that, like, in a show where, like, in the trailer, almost everything is, like, a black or a white, they were just like, alright, so we'll give, what's her name, like, a, like, pink dress, and then just the fakest red hair humanly possible. Like, inhumanly fake, to the point where you wouldn't even assume that the real person's hair could ever look like this. Huh. I'm trying to think, what's the, the girl that plays Arya Stark doing? I think um, that's the X Factor one. I, think I've heard of a set... Like, there's so many different, like, spin-off shows and things like that happening, or movies, that I don't even... I can't keep... But, like, one that. X-Men can be done beautifully. Because there's, like, New Mutants, I think, is one. Yeah. And then there's, I think, New Warriors is something that Fa- or Marvel's doing that's gonna be, like, Squirrel Girl and a couple other people. It's like a comedy show. Um, and then there's... I think X-Factor might be its own separate thing that Fox is doing. So I, I don't know which one they're on at this okay. point. Me either. I, I can't keep track of them all. Especially when it comes to television stuff, which I don't really... I don't follow that closely. Well, the Spider-Man Homecoming, I think, is, like, right around the corner, I'm hearing. I guess, like, next week. Like, ten days? Or something, something like that? Yeah, it's real close. I have to go check that out with T-Rav. Yeah, well, you wouldn't give women their day in the theater, so why not? Uh, yeah. No, I'm fine with that. I'm okay with this notion. Mary, Maybe uh, Mary Kay takes her... Top off or whatever the fuck her name is. Uh Mary J. Well, I'm pretty sure in this she's still in high school, so that'd be weird. I send so much money to the studio. <laughs> it's like I'm pretty sure she's the the actress was like a Disney kid or a Nickelodeon kid or something like that, so that would be a really strange, like immediate jump over. Disney's still producing the movie. Because they never do that. This is a stark contrast for them. <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it. I'll, I'm, I'm looking forward to checking it out. And then, is there another one coming out? Thor, uh, Ragnarok. There's Thor and Justice League. Didn't That's honestly the, the one I'm looking forward to the most at this point for this year. Yeah. I'm just trying, I feel like there's another... Like, that could be an insane amount of fun. That's my hope. I really hope they, they push a little bit more, and I, it seems to be from that trailer, just the idea of what Chris Hemsworth can do yeah. comedically. Because yeah, I think he already kind of gets down like the Norse god part of it. Like, oh yeah, between like the uh, the Doctor Strange post-credit thing, like, he's got it. Yeah, like I'm I'm fine with all that stuff. So it's like just emphasize more how like hilarious. This and I think that's is. what DC's gonna kind of turn Wonder Woman in, like the person that like you know I'm kind of bad at this time. I don't get the references. Yeah, um, I'll have to check that out at some point. Um, but I guess I thought there was another one coming out this year, but I guess not. Maybe I was thinking Wonder Woman happened later in the summer, and that's why. Despite your hatred of women, just trying to do their own. It's, yeah, well, I guess what are you gonna do? Just trying to pick up a shield while Chris was pooping on it. <laughs> hey, that's look. It. All right. I'd say women could be a lot of things except president and lead actresses in one of my non-Marvel movies. Harumph. Yeah, you're just like, I'm going to take up my handicap sticker and uh, remind everybody I paid in theaters to see Ghostbusters. Yes. Uh, everybody, <laughs> please, if I can have your attention, I'm not seeing Wonder Woman, mostly because I haven't liked the DC movies. In case you're worried if I hate women, though, I did see Ghostbusters in theater and gave it an astounding, it was okay. That's Eight- positive. $8 out of my wallet, and I didn't write a complaint. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, look, they should be, they should be very thankful for that money, because obviously they needed it. <laughs> so, I like to think I did my civic duty. They don't, I don't think they, they, I, I don't know them anything else at this point. No. Uh, so, uh, I got a story. Um, I, uh, you know, my girlfriend Christy is a, a, a dance, uh, competitor. Uh-huh. And a lot of her stuff she does internationally, but when she's local, it's just kind of teaching either people about to get married for like a wedding dance, or she teaches, um, senior citizens just trying to stay active. So she had a showcase, which is basically like her showing off with her student, the student that's been paying her for months and months for lessons. And I show up, um, it was the day you made that chili, which was delicious, uh, just burned through me like battery acid. Yeah, I made, uh, I made chili for, uh, our D&D group, because usually like one person on the group will pet, like buy, uh, like food for everybody, mm-hmm. and since I like host at my house, like it's kind of like the thing. Like I, I threw it out originally when I was like, "Hey, yeah, we can play it at my house." Just you know, anyone else bring like their own food and stuff like that. And the notion kind of just became one person would always bring food, and I was like, "Ah, eh, you know, I should do it once." And I kind of felt like making chili again, so made some chili for everybody. And it was in my mind, I was like a flawless idea until like an hour into the D and D session, it was not so like. <laughs> Oh, it, it tasted delicious. It was so much spice. That's astonishing to me because I deliberately put very little heat in it because oh, wow. two of the dudes in D&D are just complete bitches about anything spicy. Like, we've ordered wings several times. Every time it's like, hey, what flavors of wings do we want? And immediately at least one one of those two dudes like, make sure they're some mild. Where I'm just like, why even get wings at that point? It's so weird, because Christy had a showcase where basically, like, once again, she dances with her students mm. for, like, a big thing, and I had your chili maybe, like, four hours before, and an hour before it, I shit in the toilet, and it was definitely, like, just shitting battery acid. And, but it tasted great. And that's the thing. Like, it's it's no. delicious chili. It was just, there were baked beans in it, double ground beef, essentially, it was nothing like, I didn't put spice in it though. Like, it wasn't any like hot no. sauce or anything like that. Oh, it was very spicy on the way out. Anyway, so I drive down to the showcase, get there, do her, uh, you know, originally, because this is before she's going on for her big dance number, I was going to sit there and talk to her for a second. And it was just boom, like kicking at my back door immediately. So I walked to the bathroom, walked in the bathroom of the dance studio. And, uh, almost, there's no one in there. When I open the door 90% of the way, nobody in there. Thank God. Open it the last 10% and there's some old, like 60 year old dude sitting there in a chair, dressed like a cowboy with like a, a hat on and like a six pack of beer. At this point, you know what? You could be my mom. I'm still, I'm still dropping this dump because this is just destroying me. Take the shit, walk out of the stall. He's sitting right next to the stall. It's not a big bathroom at all. And uh, I completely avoid even looking to him. Part of me thinks, like, should I apologize? But it's like, you know what? Do you want to draw more attention? You're sitting in the bathroom right next to the toilet with a six-pack of beer. Yeah. Like, don't... 
And boots and a cowboy hat. I can understand some notion of trying to be respectful when you're in a public restroom, but there is a point where it's just like, hey, look, there's a, there's like a one reason to use this place, and that's to go to the bathroom. Yeah. I'm sorry if it's explosive and fiery for me, but hey, you chose to like hang Trust out in here. I don't enjoy a second of this. <laughs> yeah, I didn't come in here to ruin your good mood. I'm just noting. Blasted out, just gave a, a quick wash of the hands. Like howdy. <laughs> no, I did not look. You like at, gave him like a wink and a nod, like Godspeed, sir. Wink, wink. Didn't look, didn't look him in the eye at all. Because I knew there was no point. Very great. Like, you came right out of there. You're just like, oh, so how are the Giants doing here? And their new pitcher's got, like, a really big head on his shoulders. Still, oh, man, think he might be like, getting a little overhead of himself? National Division seemed pretty good this year. <laughs> East Conference, pretty tough. You think the Marlins got a real shot? Anyways, like, as you've just, like, left just this steaming, like, green trail of stench cloud behind you. This is like the floor still eating out underneath me. Like <laughs> The ground is rusty. Yo, how about them right? Cleveland Browns? Man! Oh, you just keep bringing up poop-related teams, too. You're like, Cleveland Browns. Man, they are stinky. Just the stinkiest dump of dumps I've ever seen. Anyway, so I, I leave the bathroom, go to talk to, you know, go to talk to Christy. She goes, hey, my, my performance is coming up. So I just kind of watch and it's a, a country western thing where she's like in Daisy Duke's cowboy hat and her dance partner uh, is this old guy that's supposed to come out with a six pack of beer and uh, dance with her. And it turns out it's a guy in the toilet in the bathroom. That was the spot he chose to like hang out for and wait for his dance number to come out. So did he come out and immediately was just like vomiting all over the place? Oh, after the well, once again, a dump that was just battery acid pouring out of my anus. I, I took that and was washing my hands, and I saw him in the the mirror just giving me this super shitty look the entire time. It's like fuck you, Grandpa. You're the one sitting in the bathroom when people are taking dumps, and it, that was her dance partner for her big number that night. <laughs> Oh, I hope, like, the entire time he was dancing with her, too, he's like, you know, there's this enormous, tall, gangly shithead who just took the most enormous dump. Oh, you'll have to point him out if I see him. It's Big Bird. It's yeah. right that guy right there. See that giant, gangly toucan over there? That's him. Sir Stinko. <laughs> the Duke of Brown, as we like to call the him. The guy there. with the giant schnoz whose parents didn't spend the money on braces? That guy right there. <laughs> You're just like, like, a lot of mean things have been said about me, but I can't hear them. The guy with the sh- giant schnoz that's in the middle of a street corner not getting braced, that's his teeth right yeah. there. Boom. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, his steaks are your dumps. They're really sweet. And literally, and he came up to her and gave her like a hug and a, you know, after the performance and just like, hey girl, we did it. This was it. And just completely avoided all eye contact with me. Oh, were you like next to her at the time? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's yeah. Right. That's like, my girlfriend. Yeah, I was next to her. Yeah, I didn't know if you meant that happened like on stage when they were getting off or something. Like no, that, that was afterwards. After okay. it was done. Yeah, that's definitely awkward and shit. Then at that point, dude, he was sitting right next to the toilet in a dance studio. He probably didn't think it would be that heinous. He just He's wasn't. Like, prepared. They he just good. wasn't prepared for me to drop like Christopher Chili like <laughs> right on his lap. Usually, the people who go there, they, they eat well. They take care of themselves. They'll put a lot of things in there. He's like, I'm going to sit in here knowing full well. I'm probably not going to have to worry about like any disgusting chili dumps or anything like mm-hmm. that, certainly today. 
No, there's no way. Like, <laughs> oh, the show starts in one minute and thirty seconds. There's no way that's happening. Bump, bump, bump. It's like you kick up with it. Choo, choo. Like a big daddy and fucking <laughs> stomping on the ground is like in Bioshock. Like there was no like I. Like I said, I opened ninety percent of the door, didn't see anybody, and then he was in the exact corner. Like it could have been my mother back from the dead, and my grandmother back from the dead. It's like I'm about to blast this out. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's pretty rough. Uh, I don't know. In my mind, I'm like, I don't know if there's anything you can do differently, though, in that scenario. Because I definitely wouldn't have addressed it coming out of the bathroom. Like, he knows. No, she hasn't said anything to me. I feel like he's got to be. Because he looked so shitty when I was washing my hands. I was like, I'm sorry, dude. I... But I'm then, not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say it. Yeah, but but you have to know I'm there's sorry. There's no reason you should have to apologize for it, though. Like, there's no, like if you want to choose to do it because that's just what you feel comfortable with, whatever. That's fine. But there's if I'm that dude sitting in the corner, I would I would feel shitty if I was trying to be like, well, are you gonna apologize? Like for what? Shitting in a toilet in the bathroom? No, shitting your your beanless chili. That just it was so delicious, no, but it just beans. ran right there through were me. Beans in there. Don't don't think it was beanless. I didn't remember any beans. There were definitely baked beans in there. It basically felt like a, a very tomato sauce kind of sloppy joe kind of mix. There were beans in there. Which Black was, beans, once again, delicious, beans. but it destroyed me. It, like, it, like, it was almost like your chili just wandered down my small intestine firing people. Like, get out of here! Cause, <laughs> like, my colon's coming up. Everybody out! Fire! Fire! Ah! Oh, but I handled the new hiring process. There's not going to be any need for it soon. Get out of here! <laughs> Save yourself while you still can! It was just like the end of the mist for everybody. It was yeah. your colon is shooting like its family and kids before being like, oh, it's just the army coming. Well, sorry, Mikey. He has all these dead bodies about to shoot out Janus. Yeah, because I avoid that. As I've gotten older, like, thankfully I haven't had that, like, many dumps where I'm like, I'm really ashamed of this poop I'm taking at a public bathroom. But that was one of them. It's like, this is... It was weird. I didn't... I think As some guys just things. sitting there on a stool next to it. Oh, next yeah. to the stall. Like, super judgmental, too. Like, yeah. rump. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look at it. He gave me the harump look while I was, I was washing my hands and I can see him in the mirror looking at me like, it was definitely the harump, but it's like, I'm not going to sit there and explain this to you. It's happened. It's done. Like, as though he's never taken a disgusting dump in public before. Yeah. I mean, I haven't, but I avoid taking dumps in public like it's... But he probably didn't expect it in a ballroom. That's his fault. You know what? He came into the bathroom. He, he signed a, He signed the unspoken agreement. Like, hey, stay on a public keep restroom. Keep on your toes. <laughs> yeah. If there's gonna be se- if there's more than one person allowed in this public restroom, you know what? You have to go in with the expectation that somebody might go in and just take a filthy dump in there. And like that happened I- almost every day when I worked at the Rock. Almost every day, I'd go in the public restroom just to take a piss, and there'd be some fat retard on the toilet just shitting his brains out. <laughs> this harsh language, I know, but they were just—it was so constant. I got so angry every time I kept going in there, and it was just some giant fat guy just taking the loudest, wettest dump for at least thirty seconds. I'd been fine if it happened every so often, but it was always happening. <laughs> I drank a lot of water. I'd pee three or four times a day, at least twice of those times every day. Someone just taking a really loud wet dump. And no, never an apology or anything like that. Just dunk. It, it was awful. That's amazing. Because it's the temporary one, like, hey, we all hit that roadblock every now and then. Yeah, I'm like, look, I can't, I can't expect, you know, things happen in life. Yeah, I know? did Papa John's twice in one weekend. Fuck it. It's happening. Hey, I get it, buddy. We've all been there. But, like... When it's three to four times in a week, at least, 
It's just like, oh, come on! What are you all eating? This is just disgusting. There's a second bathroom on this the floor, too. Why is it always in this one that you guys decide to, like, congregate no, to? No, it's terrible. It's the let them eat cake kind of moment where you're like, I'm just a monster. That's terrible. Uh, and I, I've had to, like, do the like the dump in the bathroom, too, next to it. And that's, like, usually the moment where I'm just like, all right, we're just going to wrap this up real quick, body. We're not, we're not sitting around to listen to what happens on the opposite side of this stall. You know what, if I get there, though, it's the worst. It's always the worst. Like, this is nothing, you know, usually I can, I can, thankfully, I'm not, like, that old that, like, my pooping schedule's gotten out of control. Like, I don't think I can go to that movie tonight. Uh, I might have to take this dump from a... But it's all right. But when it hits me the worst, like it did for that, that beanless chili you made. Yeah, not beanless. It was very beanless. It's, it was Sloppy Joe with, like, stewed tomatoes. It was, there. like, Sloppy Joe big with beans and stewed tomatoes beans. inside. There's two cans of beans. All these are lies. I don't know why he's bringing this out there. I don't know why he's trying to act like I made beanless chili. I'm telling you, it was delicious. It was just beanless chili. It wasn't. And it just tore through me like a, a fucking piano falling through the apartment of, like, a cartoon character. Like, brown, brown, brown. Like, the whole time. And I don't mind it when that happens occasionally, but then when it's like, this has clearly just happened, I'm about to walk in this bathroom. Once again, that guy was there after I opened the door. He could have been sitting there, like, lying on the bed. Like, he could have been the Pope and sitting there, like, I'm going to have to just destroy this bathroom right now. Because that was the only choice. Yeah, I mean, hey, that's his fault, though, you know? What do you want out of him? What 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 does he what does he want out of you at that point? You just putting it all on the new pope. <laughs> yeah. Not your beanless hot sauce chili. Again, there was no hot sauce in it. There was no there was beans in it. I don't I mean I guess maybe that's what gave it to you, the beans. I don't again, I didn't put spice in it deliberately because two of the people in my D and D group are enormous sissies who wouldn't have been able to deal with heat. So I don't know. Might be maybe maybe it is just your colon getting a little bit weaker in time. I'm oh, sorry. It was outside uh, cashing its social security check. <laughs> It'll be back in a second. Hold on. Yeah. Oh, it's back now. There we go. No, it has TV Guide. It was outside investing money in Turner movie classics. <laughs> yeah. Buying, uh, taking up all my time at the grocery store, goddammit. That is what I found in working at the grocery store now. Uh... Primarily the biggest waste of my time. <laughs> I don't mean, like, waste in, like, a really negative way, but... Like, my job isn't primarily to stand on the floor and help customers. It's to, like, stock things to shelves and get, like, a, a stand set up and displays, things like that. But when you're on the floor, somebody will come up and ask you for something. Primarily, it is, like, the old person who's just going to be the one who's going to be like, I'm going to take a 20 minutes of your time looking for something here. Okay. Because it's always, like, somebody, they're very quiet-spoken, so I have to, like, get in close to hear them, and they're not really sure what they're looking for. And if you, if you say, like, ah, I don't know if it's over here, I don't know if we have it, that's not a good enough answer for them. They're like, oh, are you sure? Why don't you check everywhere in the store first? It's like, fine. Oh, I, it I drives know. me into, like, a homicidal rage from <laughs> those people. I don't mind it too much, but it's it's there are points where there's definitely, like, I'm going a really long way out of my way, and I'm 90% positive you're not even going to say thank you at the end of this. Yeah. Like, that's where it's annoying. I guess there's that notion in their mind that, like, no, that's why you're here. It's like, you can't assume that there's people at a grocery store who just stand in aisles, like, waiting for people to come by and ask them questions. And they're going to continue being pleasant. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could put up a good 
I could endure it for a pretty long time. I had one situation that I was. How long could you deal with mom if you didn't know mom? Uh, I mean, if I didn't have the context that I have with mom, where I can kind of piece together what she's saying after a while, I'm definitely, I'd try to hold on for a little bit. Uh, the thing with mom is she's such a pleasant person. Like, it's not as though yeah. like, when she is saying something I can't get, she'd get angry at me. When she's not forgetting your first name. Yeah. But, like, because I get people who will be like, they're not sure what they're looking for, and when you can't get it, they start getting aggressive towards you. Mm-hmm. So I had, this, I had this weird situation the other day. I was pushing this cart full of ice up to the front. We keep our eyes in the back. It's a core up at the front of the store. So I have this entire boat full of ice that I've spent the last, like, 15 minutes loading up and nothing but, like, a T-shirt, no gloves. Like, my fingers are, like, red, like, yeah. chilled, like, little ice on them at points. It sucks to even push the cart because it's all metal. So, like, every time my fingers touch it, they're getting cold again. Mm-hmm. I'm pushing this up, and this one lady stops me and is like... I don't know where the barley is. And I don't know why. I sometimes wonder if I might have some form of like dyslexia or something like that. Cause I'll often hear something and associate it with something that sounds similar. So when she said like barley in my mind, for some reason, my mind thought like bay leaf, like the seasoning, you know? And I was like, Oh yeah. That'd be, that'd be, did you check where like the other seasonings are? And she looks at me like I'm insane. She's like, no, but the barley, where would that be? And I'm like, uh, if it's in the seasoning, she's like, do you not know? It'd be bar- in the same place. You, do you sell barley? We do, but it's next to the rice, which is technically somewhere different. Really? And she's like, at this point, I realize that I'm not understanding what, like, I'm, I'm not able to know immediately what she's saying. And she's like, no, but fuck know? her. Nobody's buying barley that's under 60. Oh, she, but yeah. I'm not, like, that's, that's a thing that's, that's just her. But that's not, that's not, like. I didn't even know they sold barley. Yeah, but she's just like, do you know what barley, like, do you know what barley is? And I'm like, I guess I don't. And she's just like, this is fucking insane. And just leaves, like, in a huff. And I'm just like, uh, sorry, have a nice day. I go do that. I'm later just in another part of the store working, and I pass her by, and I, like, say, like, oh, hey, did you find the barley? And I explained to her, like, I think afterwards, because I remembered, like, as I was leaving, essentially, I was like, barley, shit, isn't that something? Like, I, I know it's, like, goes in soups and things like that, and I started to really, like, connect And you just found her, like, right after Crystal knocked, where, like, she solidified her power. <laughs> <laughs> no, she was actually, because she got the, she had found it, she mentioned, like, yeah, it was by the rice. And I, like, told her, like, oh, I'm sorry, I, you know, I just word associated in my mind. She's like... You know what? I get hey, I'm it. I'm not 70. <laughs> yeah. She was just like, hey, I get it. It's just when you said it, like, I just did set me off. Agree to disagree. Or, like, she's like, let's just let it be. And then she, like, offered me a handshake. And I was like, this is really weird now. Like, look, I get it. It was like, yeah. Yeah. It was like, this is a weird moment, I guess, in general. And I don't like, maybe she even got, like, a little bit, like, offended. Because, like, the first thing that happened when she offered the hand was, like, I looked at it. I was like, huh? And she's just yeah. like, are you not going to, like, I did take her hand. It was just a weird exchange where I'm just yeah. like, look, couldn't this have just been like, hey, hey, I get it. Sometimes, you know, mistakes happen, whatever. Yeah. Not what I was looking for. That's very bizarre. The handshake almost makes me think you're looking for revenge at that point. <laughs> I think Oh, we're just, done communicating? Okay, just this quick, yeah, <laughs> like, skin to skin touch. I just like, ow, I got pricked by a needle. And ever since, then, I've been feeling really, really Oh, sad. my God. I'm turning into a flatulent warthog. What's going oh, on? seems so strange. It's like a witch from a children's book. Yeah, Pumba. <laughs> slowly turn, start slowly turning into a very loud farting frog. Like, oh no! Yeah, no, I was just like, it, the handshake just seems like a weird... Like, we weren't mortal enemies. I didn't... It's not like we're sharks and jets. Yeah. <laughs> we're not, we're not like, in a gang war with one another or anything like that. I just told you the, that I didn't know where this item was. You got frustrated. Yeah. Like, I get there was a tension there, but I don't That's think we weird. need to, like, dissolve it with, like, a... 
a handshake like we're gentlemen. No, we definitely shouldn't. Like a man and a woman like shouldn't be exchanging handshakes. It's like unless I'm taking you down the Serengeti on like. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with like a man and a woman exchanging a handshake. It's but a much younger dude at a grocery store and an older woman—that's kind of weird. I mean, anybody, it's kind of weird in a grocery store. I I didn't say it would have been about as weird if it had been a guy doing it too, though. Where it's just like there was no need to like have a handshake be the essential like resolution to this. Yeah, we we weren't fighting in a death battle with one another. Mm. It wasn't that that dramatic of a situation. It's just one of those ones where I'm like, this is so strange. That's usually the kind of customer I get when it's old people, every so often. Most of them are nice, you know. Older people tend to be pretty nice. You just kind of sit there and always hope for a, like, old Anderson. (laughs) Just like, come on, a couple horsemen. I'm not sure the reference. The horsemen from uh, wrestling, WCW. Uh, The Andersons. That's way too before my time. All in all. I know of the... Have you ever... I Because I know you put me on to the Shockmaster. Yeah. Which is still ridiculous to see. For, like, the first time. Like, showing someone, they're like, I'm not going to be interested. Like, no, you have to see this. Did you ever see the clip where Booker T calls Hulk Hogan the N-word? Yeah. Oh, I've seen that. Is that insane? (laughs) It's... There's that. Then there's also one where... I feel like there's one where Vince McMahon says the N-word, too, supposedly, near Booker T. I don't know if it was on television or if it's just a backstage story where it happened. But yeah, there's definitely a lot of like those weird moments that happen, like the WCW points, where there's just like weird characters or weird moments that happen there every now and then. Mm-hmm. Like I forget, like the Yeti was a character in WCW, which was just a mummy for some reason. It didn't make sense either way to connect to the character, yeah. but it was just like a mummy. And then there was just a dude who was Sub-Zero from Mortal Kombat called Glacier. Like, he yeah. dressed exa- almost exactly like Sub-Zero. Like, the ninja mask, blue, like, the highlights or whatever you want to call it. Had, like, an ice-themed entrance. Yeah, at the power plant. Yeah, and did nothing to send. Like, it wasn't like he was a big-name player in WCW history or anything like that. No, but that was uh, that was always them. Like, Carl Malone's here to be a tag team partner. Like, it was always about trying to, like... But Glacier was an actual, like, active wrestler for them for a while. Like, it was just them. Like, you know how, like, uh, Jay Lethal became Black Machismo for a while? That became his, like, his gimmick is just a, a Macho Man Randy Savage impression? Yeah. Like, that was this dude's gimmick is, like, you're just going to be Sub-Zero from Mortal Kombat. We're just not going to call you Sub-Zero. It's a weird sort of thing of that, like, age of strange gimmicks along those lines. It went nowhere for him. For, I don't know what ever happened to him. I know he was in the company for a little bit, but I didn't watch WCW during that time, so I don't have much of a recollection. It was probably the same time that Marathon Man came out, which was uh, originally a short story written by Stephen King, which I, I haven't read the short story, but I've heard it's amazing. Mm. <clears throat> and it was kind of like a precursor to Hunger Games, like, you know, various populations not making money. And they had just nothing but, like, basically what would be considered crazy, like, caricature wrestling characters. It was, you know, like the guy that could freeze people and the guy that, you know, I'm Sparkles and he just walked around a bunch of like hydro kind of stuff. And I think they kind of tried to cash in on that too because there was like sort of a Sub-Zero character with that as well. I mean, there's always been this crossover with wrestling and other like parts of nerd culture. I'm shocked there haven't been more superhero wrestlers at this point. Like there's Hurricane... And then there was, uh, like, he had his whole, like, small group of people he was with. And then in the 
I think the past three years, there was a wrestler called Neville from NXT when he came up. They gave him like a superhero gimmick that he's eventually he's already lost since then. Mm-hmm. It's weird that you think they like put a whole bunch more like that in there, but yeah. But hey, it is what it is. All right, uh, so main thing I want to do is the uh, draft to see who dies this year on Game of Thrones. Okay. How many people are we doing? Five. Oh, that's so many. Uh, all right, hold on. Need like a piece of paper or something. And I think I got first pick. Yeah, I gave you first pick because I had to have you mow the lawn, essentially, so. Yeah, which, by the way, are you mowing it this weekend, or? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So what are the rule for this? It's like a free pizza bet, with the idea being each person you get right is a topping. Yeah. Okay. All right, we're doing a draft order, so you go first. I'm going Cersei. Cersei. Yeah, I think uh, they're gonna wrap that story up this season. Okay. And then concentrate on just the White Walkers in the eighth season. Or, yeah, eighth season. I could say that makes sense. Um, all right, I'm going to go uh, Littlefinger. That's a fucking gutsy pick. Wow, you think that story's going to wrap up this season? Yeah. I mean, you'd like to think that's a guy who's going to be at the end, but I feel like when you get down to the end of the series, like the last half season or whatever we want to call it, it's going to be about the White Walkers at that point. But you don't think and there's any... I think he's going to... He's such an opportunist, I think he's just going to try to see all this strife happening everywhere. He's going to try to make some power move, and it's just going to be too many people who are, like, anxious and agitated. He's going to piss someone off and go too far. Okay. Or, like, Sansa will finally just be like, enough of this, and, you know, cut that thing loose. You're writing mine down, too, right? Yeah. That's a gutsy pick. I like that. Um, Tormund. So Tormund, the I think there, I think there's going to be a lot of casualties in the north. Yeah, I could definitely see it. Now, just to clarify, we're we're you have to be, I assume, referring to characters of at least some significance again. Like I can't be like, uh, you know, the House of Lover leader or something like that. Yeah. Like I have to. It has to be somebody who's like a, an active character in things. Yeah. Alright, uh, Tormund I could definitely see. Uh, I think like you, it's, it's like, eh, stuff's probably gonna start falling apart up in yeah. the north, so. Um. Hmm. Uh, this is a tough one. I'm trying to think on like the grand scheme of things right now. You know, I'm gonna go with the theory I've had for a while, and, uh, I'm gonna say, uh, Jamie. Okay. I'm gonna say, because I, I think you're right, I think Cer- uh, Cersei is going to go, and my theory has always been that Jamie will be essentially the one to kill her and die in the process of doing it, mm-hmm. and that they leave the world together the same way they came into it. Yeah. So, that's, I'm just going to basically do that. It's tough. Jamie's so invested, it's tough to imagine a Jamie with Cersei completely dead. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the, sort of like the real focus of that character, but it's also the notion, too, of like, if Cersei's dead... That probably means Danny's army has taken over King's Landing. And, like, why would she ever let him live? The yeah. guy who killed her father, you know? All right. Uh, for my next one, I'm going Theon. 
Theon? Theon Greyjoy, yeah. I, I think that... I mean, I I don't think there's any really kind of education. It feels like they've always been built in that whatever Euron Greyjoy is going to be the next, you know, Ramsay Bolton, mm. Joffrey. He's going to be the next guy that you just fucking hate. Yeah, I mean, they definitely seem to be pushing that way. I still don't know where that storyline's going to go. Like, in the book, you still have, like, enough of a time. Because that story's already started developing the yeah. books. Where it's like, they still haven't finished, like, the, the battle up in the north or anything like that. So you're just like, it's time to, like, fill in that story. But now, I'm like, it's actively going on where, like, the final conflicts are starting yeah. everywhere else. I don't know where that's going to go, but... And in the last trailer, you saw a Greyjoy fleet sail upon King's Landing. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's, I could definitely see It could that. be him. I mean, at this point, what decision... I mean, that's yeah, probably it, the best alliance he can make. In the book, I've definitely come to, like, the conclusion at this point that he's basically given up on life already. Like, yeah. he's just like, let me just do what little good I can with the time I have left, essentially, so... Who? Theon. Oh, Theon. I'm sorry. I'm talking to Euron. Yeah, sorry. No, Theon. Yeah, I could see Theon dying. Like, it's just... That seems like a dude who's already kind of, like, just expecting it at this point. Uh, hmm. Writing that down? Yeah, I got it written down. All right. What do you see me writing? Just like Mikey, giant nose... Horse teeth, tee Mountain, mountain, mountain. Mm-hmm. It only calls counts for one. Uh, Mikey. Or I, does it count for any? I'm like, oh, Robert Strong died. The mountain's been dead for two seasons. <laughs> <laughs> you fuck. You fuck. That's barely even acknowledged on the Wikipedia. Uh, <laughs> I almost need to say a list of characters. Because I don't want to go too deep into my like thing already. And it's just like, oh, you forgot. All right, uh, someone I'm considering for my next one. Let me know if he's too low to count. Uh, Bedrick. Dondarrion? Uh, actually, this is something we'd have to discuss ahead of time, because you'd almost have to say what even counts as dying for him. Like, I would say he'd have to be, like, fully, completely never coming back. Oh, it only counts for me if he's dead. Dead, Uh, dead. uh, I won't take any, like, re-bringing back. Like, flat out dead. Yeah, we'd, well, that's the thing. I, I think we need to establish here right now, uh, that that's, like, the rule that they have to actively die. It can't be, like, Jon Snow kind of thing. Because like, my one buddy's going heavily on Cersei. He's like, I'm going Cersei, I'm going Mountain. You're like, okay, so Mountain, like, completely done. That's, like, stop moving. Uh, let me see here. Uh, I'm going to say Jorah, actually. I feel like that's something that can wrap up around this time. So put Jorah Marmon online. And you want to put Dedrick Bomb- uh, Bombarian? Uh, let me look for a second. Alright. As I'm like going over this list. Well, there's a whole lot of uh, characters I forgot even being in this at this point. Although a lot of these are characters who have already died and they just still have them on here. Like Jojen Reed. Harumph. <laughs> How? That's so sad to me. Davos is so far down this list of characters. I passed by Jojen Reed before I got Davos. How dare they? Oh, Beric Dondarrion. I missed his name up. Uh, I hate to do it. I really do. Davos. You're gonna put Davos down? Yeah, I, I really, I think the North's gonna take some very heavy casualties. <laughs> okay. This season coming up. I could see it. Um. Uh. Nothing makes me sadder, because he's been my Ned Stark. 
as yeah, long as Yeah, I mean, it's a series show. that's sort of proven to us at this point. Like, don't have faith in a Ned Stark. Like, it's not a but world been, that exists. But Davos has been second season. I mean, he's been Oh, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, yeah, I mean, we should be, like, used to... Like, we should be like, well, they can't kill him off, then they'd have nobody like this. Yeah, like, don't yeah, expect, like, a Ned Stark kind of honorable character to, like, die on his deathbed of old age. Yeah. Uh, I want to say... Does Grey Worm count as significant enough? Yeah. Because he was he was a pick I was considering, too. Okay, yeah, I'm going to put Grey Worm. I feel like they've also... Danny's got to take some hits. I mean, I'm already putting Jorah on there, but I'm also feeling like they've been building up that weird storyline that he has with, like, the one translator chick of his. Yeah. Then I feel like you build that up for the notion that there's going to be an inevitable tragedy in there. Yeah. Ugh, that sucks. Hmm. Well, you still didn't... I didn't put down uh, Barrack for you, then. Do you want Barrack? What do I got? You got Cersei, Tormund, Theon, and Davos. Huh. Um. I don't think it's going to happen, but I'm going to throw it out there, uh, Arya. Okay. I can see it. Look, the trailer has that line of, like, the lone wolf dies for the pack survives. I mean... It it's hard to, be- to imagine her getting off scot-free after getting all that training from the Faceless Men. No, and I certainly think, because her story's also been one that's been kind of, um, I don't want to say it's rudderless, because it's not. It's been like a compelling story of that character going from someone who's innocent to being somebody who, to like enact her justice, has had to become a killer in the weight that comes with yeah. it. But she's not, like, you know, we all want her to succeed because then, like, join up with the Starks again to be that family. But it's like, she's never going to be like she was before. Like, she's no. always, she's been irrevocably changed yeah. at this point. Broken. So, and it's not like, you know, changed in a way of, like, Sansa where it's like, yeah, you were kind of battered down. And, like, she's become a killer. She's become an assassin at this point. Yeah. Man, you, miss, you wish she had just showed up a couple weeks earlier and had killed Walter Frey before <laughs> Blackfish gave it up, like. <laughs> Oh, there's so many points, though, at the, at that point where you're like, oh, man, if only Arya had been this place ten seconds earlier yeah. or whatever. Um, My last one here. Uh, You know what? I'll go along the same lines. I'm going to put for my last one, I'll put Bran. Bran? Really? Yeah. I, as I said, a, a I feel st- like he's got to live. A star cast to die, I feel like, in this, with that the way that, that opening was. And I'm like... It's not going to be John at this point. I've kind of like made peace with the fact he's probably going to live through it. So it's between him and Sansa, and I'm like, Sansa's got to live long enough for Brienne to like prove herself. For me, it just mostly has to be she has to live at least long enough for her to feel like she made a conclusion. Like Brienne, she hasn't ha- she hasn't had that point yet where she's proven herself. Brienne's got to be like the new Jamie Lannister. Like that's the best swordsman. And you're not getting past... You're not getting to Sansa without going through Brienne. Yeah, but I also start to think that, you know, that logic is less applicable now that it's, like, the White Walkers are what you're going up against. Like, if it was, like, an army, then sure, but it's, like, it's just a horde of things. So it's, like, Brienne could do... I consider putting Brienne in my death pool, but I figured she'd live a little bit longer. So I'm thinking Brienne... They use this season to kind of give him his memories, and he's like, he's the last episode kind of character. That gets to what, killed. just confirm that John's a Targaryen? We already got that confirmation, but... like well, As viewers, but not, like, people in the in play. I mean, in, in the show, does it even matter if he finds out? It doesn't change anything. It's so. It's got to mean something, because there's still one person that's left alive that can confirm it, Howland Reed. 
Yeah, I feel like there's a reason that there's someone that can that's still alive to confirm it. Yeah, but yeah, then at that point, then it's also like, yeah, so Bran's useless in that regard. I feel like he's just going, like, that, that story of him has just been one of, like, doing everything he can to, like, make that effort and, like, to do what he can to kind of stop things. But, like, kind of like how Jojen and Bloodraven and Summer and what if he can... every part of that journey has just been a slow wear down sacrificial lamb one after another for him to do something, but then to die. Control the dragon. Like, can you imagine he just wargs into a dragon and controls it like a person? That's a, that's a nightmare for it would, anybody. I mean, it, yeah, and I could see it happening, and then I could also see, like, just that side thing happening of, like, he does it, and then it's just like a, the Night King just throws a javelin through That'd his That'd be heart sweet. He dies, it. and the dragon's like, dur, 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 and just, like, <laughs> nose dives immediately into the floor. Dragon, dragon. It's like Ryan Deosian. Oh, there's poop on the floor. No, no, no. Alright, well we got, look, if if we end up all five for five on both of our lists, it's going to be a sad fifth season, because there's not a whole lot of likable characters left. No, man, I, I can't tell you how much I hope Davos doesn't die, but I feel like it's just going to be a lot of casualties in the North. Well, that's also part of it, because I'm, I'm trying to apply what little book knowledge I have on some of these things, and it's something George R. R. Martin said in, like, future books. He's like, look, po- I'm not adding more point of view characters, and some of them are got to go. So that's why I'm like, all right, Jamie seems like a good one, and so is Bran, where it's like, those are ones who I think are just going to go. Um, but I'm holding on to the idea of, like, Davos sticks around because he's a good kind of, like, everyman viewpoint that's yeah. kind of needed. But He's the Ned Stark. Then again, even he could survive all the way to the end of the books. It doesn't matter. The show does things differently, so. Yeah. Who knows? It's it's tough to fucking balance out, man, because I, I don't know what's going to happen. Weird is that neither of us put either, like I made the joke, but neither of us put the mountain or uh, the hound in when it seems like there's definitely going to be some kind of setup going towards Dude, that. Dude, my, my one buddy, we have a separate bet, and he, like three of his top five are Cersei, the mountain, and Quiburn. And it's like, you're really, I mean, but it almost has to. Like, if that, I mean, if he gets apart, it, then it's a huge pizza that's yeah. offered, yeah. And his other two are uh, Tormund and I forget, but it, it, it's both like northern guys. Like those are both smart picks. Yeah, I mean it's it's one of those things where I'm almost wondering if it's like some of these deaths will happen, but they're holding on to it for the season eight or whatever. That I happens. feel like there's gonna be like a a, a shot at Grey Watch, Greywater Watch, whatever the fuck the Helen Reed one. Oh. The one that just, like, shifts about on, like, a, a stack of hay through a swamp. Yeah. Like, they gotta find that guy. He has to confirm who Jon Snow is. And they can. It's just that thing of just, like, how, like, relevant is it to Jon? Like, it no, but it's such him? a cool thing, and it's part of the North that, like, hey, there's no crows that come here. <laughs> it's just the, this fort that, like, just floats upon a river in the swamp. Oh, yeah, I'd love to see it, but... Oh, uh, it's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting. When is it? See, July 20th or something like that? I think two and a half weeks from now. Something like that. Alright, so it's, it's right around the corner. But, um, alright, well, I guess we'll see. I have it written down here now. The agreement's made. You've made your bed and now you have to sleep in it. We gotta, what? Your sad Davos killing world. What's the, uh, bet? We already did a pizza bet. Pizza bat? Okay. And that each person that dies on it's a topping. 
And you're going to live up to it, because I know you still haven't gotten that boot camp thing. Yeah, we'll get to it. <laughs> Sooner or later. Yeah, well, that's it. I've been busy. But just a, a vision of Tommy just pushing your shit in. I can't wait for that. Like a boot camp version of... T- like every time you're like sitting on the floor and not doing a push-up low enough, he's like, there's no donuts on the Ilarios. Pick it up. So weird. I don't think you have very... Like, I think you're really creating this impersonation of Tommy that doesn't exist. Well, I've, I've donated to his charity and I've, I've based <laughs> it contingency on that he would push your ass. I think he would. Huh? All right. Well, we'll have to we'll find out then. But that's going to do it, I think, for this episode of a Super Larios Brothers show. We'll catch you next time. Do 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 do